This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Oladranji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Liki. Hi, I'm Christina. Hi, I'm Jen. Okay, what are we talking about today? I want to talk about what tricks we can do at home without using... Yeah, I think what we are going to learn a lot of things to clean uh, ourselves, our laundry, our dishes, like all the cleaning items. We were looking for a topic for this conversation. I found something um, when I was doing some shopping and I found this really, really cute... I mean, something I've been looking for for a long time, this is um, liquid soap. And uh, I normally never buy liquid soap because I just find it's crazy. It's just, it's just crazy to have this because it normally comes in a plastic container. And, you know, once you are done with the soap, you just throw it away. There's a couple of refill options, but when, um, when I made the decision, I'm not going to use it again uh, many, many, many years ago. There was no option to refill it. But then I found this. And um, what is wonderful about this, this soap, this liquid soap, it's, it's in a container. It looks like plastic, but it's not plastic. It is compostable. It means that once you're done with it, you can just remove the, you know, the lid because it's, um, it has to be very hard and they haven't found a way to make it compostable. And just, you just throw it with, your, uh, with everything you throw in the compost bin, like you know, your vegetable pills and everything. And this is made of, this is made of, um, of sugar cane something. And I think this is brilliant. There are a lot of new innovations in the market, which I find fantastic because uh, I think it's because of the climate urgency that makes the innovation and business find innovative ways to, you know, to, to bring new products to help us make better uh, consumption decisions. So that's what I found. That's great. Christina, you had an idea for what to do with the little ends of soaps. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was thinking if we don't buy liquid soap, we can put it uh, in glass container and uh, put water with the leftover pieces of soap and uh, shake it. Or even we can put it in, uh, in a food processor and make it uh, uh, break it down and uh, create our own liquid soap with those wonderful smells from the leftover craft soaps we got. That's a great idea. Yeah, but do you put it in um, in a jar, in a glass jar or yeah. a plastic? Because the problem with <laughs> the problem, very pra- I'm very practical, but the problem with uh, with a bathroom, it's normally covered with tiles, and uh, I don't like glass, you know, glass containers in 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 bathrooms because uh, 
can become very dangerous if you break it. Well, in uh, some bathrooms, yeah. And uh, you can also, there are these uh, dispensers that they have glass inside and they're covered with uh, wood or uh, fabric or uh, uh, any kind of material that is not breakable. So that's possible. Mm. You know, and also I was thinking about that uh, container you were talking about, that it's uh, biodegradable. I think that would be great thing for companies uh, because they can put uh, a date when it has to be used up on the containers where plastic is not uh, degradable, so it's forever. But this piece is degradable, so there has to be certain expiration date, which is for companies they can make more. So that I think that would be interesting. Idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Yeah. Because in the markets, in our farmers markets, they have biodegradable bags. And if you put them in the refrigerator after a while, they'll start making holes and things. So they are, they have short life. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at the bathroom, there's so many things that contain plastic and it drives me crazy, really. Like, you know, uh, the deodorant. That's, again, you know, if you buy deodorant, most of the time, I mean, it depends on, on how you like your deodorant, but uh, most of the time when it's a roll-on and um, there's always a plastic thing. And um, again, I found a solution, which is um, like paper tube. So the um, deodorant is in a um, paper tube and it's new. So I find it very exciting. I, I, bought, I buy my deodorant that way too. I used to buy it in a refill shop where they, they would refill a little container and you just scooped it out um, with a little wooden stick and then used it. But it was kind of messy. So I found mm. the same, uh, I don't know if it's the same brand, but I found um, the cardboard tubes of, and, and what I noticed about them is you get a lot more of the product because mm. it goes all the way down to the bottom of the tube. I know in the plastic tubes, they've got little bracket things because you dial it up. There's none of that. You don't need any technology. <laughs> you just push up the bottom of the tube and it works. So um yeah, I, I use that stuff too. It's great. And there's also the deodorant, which is like a rock. It's a piece of rock they use. So you just smear it on. I tried that. It didn't work as well for me, but it might work for some people. Yeah, you wet it, I think, don't you? Uh, it depends. If uh, if we're sweaty, we don't have to wet it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. For several years ago, I started buying um, laundry soap in strips from a company um, that's right here. They invented the the products here in Vancouver, and uh, they mail the laundry soap to you in a little cardboard pouch, and you can get something like 30 loads out of a small cardboard pouch, um, which is fabulous because it's not the great big jug that you have to put in your laundry room. It's not heavy and it's completely recyclable, the cardboard. And what you do is you peel off the strip. And if you only want to do half a load, you rip the strip in half, put it in your machine. Um, and it works really, really well. So I've been buying that for a long time. And this company keeps inventing new things 
And the next thing they invented was um, citrus uh, cleaner that you could use in your kitchen or your bathroom. And it comes in the same strips and you take a strip and you stuff it into any kind of a bottle that you want. I've got a big glass brown spray bottle and you put it in there and you put a bunch of water in it, shake it up and there's your cleaner for the next however long a bottle of cleaner lasts you. Um, and it's really nice citrus natural cleaner. Um, then they came out with a toilet bowl cleaner, which is also you take a strip and you throw it in the toilet bowl. You leave it there for a while. You come back, you clean your toilet and you flush it. That's so And there you go. <laughs> and it, again, it all comes in this cardboard. I use vinegar and things like that for um, windows and mirrors. Um, but sometimes you just want a little extra. And then the latest thing they've gotten, which I haven't tried yet, is um, it's the 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 tabs that go in your dishwasher. And hmm. I we buy an eco kind right now, but it's still that has no phthalates and no phos, whatever they are, all parabens, all those things. Uh, we're on a septic field here, so we have to be careful. But um, those still come in a little plastic wrapper that you have to take off before you put the, the puck in the dishwasher. Well, these this company, um, they come all connected together like squares in a chocolate bar, and you just snap off a square and pop it in. So there's no plastic. Again, it comes in a cardboard container, and uh, it's fantastic. So I said to them, are you going to do dishwashing liquid next, like for, for washing, hand-washing dishes? Because I want to stop buying that too, and liquid soap. They haven't done that yet. So I'm waiting for them to invent more things. <laughs> <laughs> That's great that there are all these new things coming up to the market. I've read an article talking about the study because I don't read this study because it's a, it's a scientific paper that was published by, let me, um, by a German university, which is um, the University, university State Hamburg Cluster of Excellence Climate, Climate Change and Society. So it's, uh, it's clicks. And what this report found out is that um, that the Paris Agreement on paper, it's feasible. So we can, we have everything in our hands to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius by 2050 as per the Paris Agreement. It's feasible, we have everything, but it's not plausible. Uh, in theory, we can do it, but we're not on this path. The reason is that... Um, in order to achieve that, we need uh, drastic changes in our behavior. And uh, in, we need drastic changes in social changes, and especially in the way we consume. And also, you know, uh, how businesses answers to bring the answers to the market. Because we have everything, but it just, you know, the market doesn't, I mean, no, I shouldn't say it doesn't. It's, it's coming up too slowly. So we need to make it happen more and more and faster. And um, what they come up with something, uh, with a term which I find quite interesting. Um, they call it human agency. And it's only with human agency that we will be able to reach our Paris Agreement target. So yeah, so all these little things are very, very important for us to reach that target. And, and I'm thinking, too, of not just the fact that you can compost something or you can reuse something, but the manufacturing is different in these cases, and so is the shipping. If you're not using a big truck to ship 
giant containers that are heavy that are mostly water. Um, yes. And you're able to mail things through the, the regular post um, or, or, you know, you can fit dozens and dozens of these little cardboard packages into a box uh, for delivery. Um, you're saving gas, you're saving, uh, you know, the transport costs also, as well as the manufacturing um, and the waste that comes from that, because I'm sure with your bottle of yes. soap, um, the waste when you're using sugar cane is going to be very different for the environment than it is if you're making plastic. But certainly, yeah, I don't know the details of it, but I'm sure, yeah. So at consumer yeah. agency, it's not just what we do with the end product, it's how the whole thing is created in the first place. Yeah, it's consumer, it's human agency, it's consumer agency, but also manufacturer's agency, it's, and also governments, but, oh. Yeah. Christina, you were talking about something very interesting related to cycle and moon and... Uh, Nature. Yeah. Uh, Nature, yes. And in, uh, in old cultures, they were connected to the nature so closely. So they realized by just observation that uh, during the moon cycles, when moon is waxing, that things are not easily cleaned, but whatever positive things we want, like taking vitamins or something good, then they absorb really well. When is well, moon waxing? Was it, is the it moon waxing becoming... is when it's getting bigger. Okay. And moon waning is when it's getting smaller. Okay. So when the moon is waxing, it's, it's difficult to clean. It's diffi more difficult to clean. You need more products. And it's, uh, it takes longer. You have to scrub more. And <laughs> when the and also like uh, for example when people clean uh, shelves moldy shelves in their cellars, uh, when the moon is uh, waning, then it's easy to do it with just vinegar and the cleaning will be easy and quick. I think that's very helpful. There was a book written about it how in Switzerland in the mountains how in the village. They, I think the name of the book is uh, Moon Cycles. And uh, in the villages, they cut their hair by the moon. They uh, cleaned. They uh, also uh, started uh, heating up the house certain time during the uh, season. So all these little tricks, uh, I think, would be really useful for us. And when the moon is waning, we can use half of the amount of uh, products on for washing laundry or dishes or things like that. So I think that would be wonderful. And I agree with you with the culture change that uh, what does it mean to be clean? Uh, how much of the cleanliness are we supposed to? <laughs> how much? Well, the smells are, I think, a huge deal for that. Like we have to keep certain smells uh, are okay, certain smells are not. So, and with the natural environment, we can uh, make our own cleaning products. There are plenty of books on that. Like for instance, 
I uh, put uh, baking soda and into the drain and pour vinegar on top of it and it fizzes up and cleans wonderfully the drains from uh, in the kitchen and in the bathroom. So these little tricks, I think, might help us. In the, and the last thing in the cottages, which uh, in the mountains where you don't have much water, um, in America, I was visiting somewhere and they had this wonderful sign in the toilet. When it's uh, yellow, let it mellow. And when it's brown, let it drown. I love that poem. <laughs> and <laughs> so that's a huge saving for uh, a lot of uh, people with less, uh, <laughs> less toxins, which in the water, there's a lot of chlorine and uh, other chemicals even though it's drinking water. So for me, that was really important because I always, when I flush, I always picture people who don't have drinking water uh, in mm -hmm. uh, other countries or in other places. Even in the States, a lot of people have to get their water somewhere. They don't have running water. And uh, I'm flushing with it. It's just, <laughs> it's just crazy. So that's my thought about how to keep a little bit keep up with the reality of things <laughs> yeah i think there's so much ancient wisdom that we are not using or we are not even aware of i was listening to a podcast uh with paul hawken um and he was talking about he was talking about this tribe i can't even remember where but he was talking about them this tribe who was who had this ability to uh to make weather forecasts with um 100 not 100% but nearly 100% accuracy two years or a couple of years in advance and and it's not it's not as sophisticated it's really sophisticated actually because it's not like it's not based on uh, metrics of you know of today's weather forecast but it's based on observation of nature and observing the pattern of nature and this is something i would love i would love 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 to learn um like you know for example sadly this week there's this earthquake in um in turkey and apparently the animals knew that was something awful was going to happen because uh, the, there's some you know horrible pictures of um of dog barking as if like you know it's a, it's a matter of of life and death it's actually it's a matter of life and death and there was also birds flying like crazy and you know telling people and you know all this all this you know wisdom and uh, understanding of nature we are losing them um i think it's very sad i don't know how we can learn it Again, relearn it. Yeah, if we pay attention, it would be so helpful. <laughs> I, uh, I took a permaculture course in Canada, uh, and um, they talked, uh, it was a verge permaculture, and they talk about some little beetle that goes up in the grass exactly at the same level as the snowpack is going to be that year. I was like, <gasps> isn't it amazing? <laughs> that is amazing yeah that is incredible hmm i had some stories about smells but we may have passed that already <laughs> go for it go for it <laughs> so 
We used to run an Airbnb before COVID in our spare guest room. And so it was right in our house and it was just one bedroom and one bathroom. And we, we advertised it as an eco Airbnb. And it's very fun. We had lots of people from all over the world and it was a wonderful experience. One of the complaints we got was very interesting. And the complaint was that the sheets didn't smell sweet. Uh, it was from one person. And it was because I we don't use anything with a strong smell. It was They were clean. They were washed. There was nothing wrong with them. Uh, we used very nice cotton fancy sheets and... Um, but we didn't have uh, one of those strong laundry, like like those chemically smells. I can't even walk down an aisle of a grocery store because uh, that that aisle I avoid because I can't stand the chemical smells. I, I wouldn't be able to smell anything today, as you could tell. But the the second story, <laughs> there's a program <laughs> called Under the Influence, which is uh, this wonderful program about the history of advertising and products. And it's a, a radio program um, and probably a podcast. Anyway, um, I learned about the, the product Febreze. You know that product, Febreze, that takes mm. smells out? That product very, very nearly didn't happen. Um, the person that invented it was going door to door to show people how it worked when it first started. And nobody was convinced. It, it did work. It took smells out but it didn't leave any smells behind. And it wasn't until they had tried everything, getting people, oh yeah, it works, it works, but I wouldn't buy it, until they added in scent. They had to add a chemical scent into the product so that when it took out the smell, it then left the fresh linen or whatever the heck smell it was. Isn't that bizarre? So, so it wasn't good enough that it did what it was supposed to do, and that worked very, very well. It didn't seem fresh and clean until they added scent in, and then the product took off, and we still have it today. Isn't that interesting? I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people have a certain love. Lots of people, and including me, have a certain idea of uh, what you know clean should look like, smell yeah. like, feel like. <laughs> Yeah. But it's cultural. It is. If you hang your stuff outside, it smells fantastic when you bring it in. But we don't do that very much. We can't do that very much in many cases. So, so we fake it with chemicals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I want to add to the smells. I love uh, because uh, the detergent and everything is, uh, doesn't smell anyway. And maybe that's the habit that we have to replace it, not nothing, but something. So I started using natural uh, oils, uh, aromatic oils like lavender or lemon, and just a few drops into anything that doesn't smell makes it really nice. But from the habit point of view, it's almost like a visual piece that, let's say, if... Uh, the toilet bowl cleaner smells like lavender that I'm putting on my sheet, it would not be good. <laughs> I would not want to mix those two. But I can do lemon, <laughs> but even though 
like we're very specific to smells, what's comfortable and where is it comfortable. So putting these smells, it's, it's tricky to put this, but the oils, aromatic oils, natural oils, not the chemical oils, are really nice to add. They are. They're not safe for our pets in some cases. You have to be very careful about infusing uh, essential oils in your house if you have a pet. But yes. And kids. And kids, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is quite strong. Yeah. Yeah. We can use plants like dried lavender or dried yes. uh, lemon rind or uh, orange rind to put yeah. on the heater. My daughter gave me a book once. I, I actually passed it on because I didn't have enough time to do it, but it was it was a zero waste book. And it was all about how to use uh, orange rinds and lemon peels and, and uh, turn that into cleaner. If you put it in the bottom of a jar and put some water and a little bit of vinegar in, and then you have a citrus cleaner homemade with things that you're going to throw out anyway. And uh, it had all these different ideas. And I tried some of them. I didn't do all of them, but I tried some of them. And uh, I think I think it can come down to convenience, though. If it's not convenient for people, it's a lot of effort. Oh. So we need to find ways that serve our needs for convenience, but also serve our better habits. Yes. Yes. Okay, we've learned a lot of tricks today. How to keep ourselves clean and smelling good and uh, and our indoors clean as well. Maybe also we can use community to uh, maybe some people in the community in the retirement home would love to make these things uh, and share with everybody else. So using community connections to do these uh, things uh, for others. That's- a beautiful idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, go and, and see all the people to learn from the tricks, the experiences. Thanks, friends. Thank you so much. Thank you for this conversation. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.